Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. You know, here at Focus on the Family, there are a lot of parents who get in touch with us and they're fearful, genuinely fearful about their children's future. Uh, There's nothing wrong with wanting the best for your child, but sometimes that uh, turns into pushing them too much. And we're going to talk about that today. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, and we'll hear from Dr. Kevin Lehman about how important moms are in their son's development. As we begin, here's Jim Daly. What happens in that relationship with an overly critical mom? You hear about that person, but the son can't do much right, and she's constantly on him about... Uh, this or that. Uh, In the Christian community, we can lean in that direction because we're given to following the rules. We want to live our lives as perfectly as we can as Christians. We want to live as sinless as we can as Christians. So mom swoops in and the little boy who is now 13, 14, struggling with hormones and other things and attraction, how does that mom not Uh, project this idea that that little boy has to be perfect and what damage can be done when the mom is doing that. You ask good questions. You ought to be on the radio. (laughs) Um, This is one that I'm telling you, gentlemen, we could talk about this till the proverbial cows come home because that critical-eyed parent sets up uh, destructive relationships lifetime for that young son or that young daughter, either sex. Back in 1985, boy, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, I wrote the birth order book. And in that book, I talked about the critical-eyed parent as a huge determinant as to whether or not that little firstborn child will become your typical firstborn, reliable, conscientious, a list maker, likes her little ducks in a row, voracious reader, But if you put a critical-eyed parent in there, what happens is you will end up with a child who's a procrastinator, who's a slob, to put it bluntly, who's always going to hit the home run and doesn't. Now, when I discovered that, that wasn't something I learned in graduate school. It was just an observation from life that I saw so many kids come in the office who were firstborn who you thought would be these little achiever types that weren't. Hmm. And what happened was the second-born child, maybe just 18 months or two years behind them, would leapfrog over the first-born and become the achiever at the second-born's expense. But there was always that common denominator, the critical-eyed parent. Back in the day, before Oprah, okay, I did Oprah lots of times in my life, but before Oprah there was a guy named Phil Donahue. Mm-hmm. And when I went on Phil Donahue and I talked about that, now this is pre-email days, I'm not kidding you. I got tens of thousands of responses from all over the world about this phenomenon. And that's why I say, parent, if you're one of those people that like your little ducks in a row, don't should on your kids. Mm. We're always saying you should do this, you should do that. Measure up, jump higher. Be careful about that. Because pretty soon the kid says to himself, wait a minute. I can't measure up to you, Miss Perfect. You know, I'm not who you think I am. So... I'm rather money ahead here to go down and set my sights down and not up. I'm just going to give it a lick and a holler. Now, what's the benefit of setting the sights in a more reasonable way? What is the benefit to the boy? The benefit it is that the kid understands that failure is not fatal. 
that we all make mistakes. You know, young kids, uh, we're flipping around a little bit here, but young kids love stories. If you tell your kids stories at night, make some stories up. Or tell them stories about yourself, about when you failed in life. So that kids don't have the unrealistic observation that mom and dad were just perfect. Mm. And you ask kids, and they'll tell you that mom and dad was perfect. I remember talking about um, a marriage seminar, and I, I don't know, I'm not exactly sure if I can remember how I said it, but I was talking about the fact that, okay, you're all adults here. I want you to think about your mom and dad in a very intimate moment between this couple. And a lady come wow. up to me at break time, and she said, excuse me, my mother wouldn't do a thing like that. I mean, so people have an unrealistic mm. view of what their parents are all about. Mm-hmm. You seem to be real with your kid. And the fact is, when we look at it from a spiritual standpoint, aren't you glad that that God doesn't have the critical eye? Well, absolutely. And his, his word teaches us that, you know, if we just go to him and say, Lord, forgive me for that thought or that act, that says it's like it never happened. It's just what, so you don't be a bone digger. But how many parents are bone diggers? When kids have goofed up in one area of life and they just love to resurrect that old bone and throw it in the kid's face. Well, if you want a non-relationship with your kid, that's the way to get one. Well, Kevin hit the nail right on the head. If your kids think you're never going to be happy with them, they're going to just give up. They're going to quit trying. Danny, um, we want to push our kids. That's a natural tendency. But how do we encourage and kind of pull them toward the goal instead of pushing them? It's the way that we view failure, really, as parents, and the idea that everything has a process and an imperfection to it. I love the quote from C.S. Lewis I was just thinking about, and that's, uh, failures are signposts towards growth. Mm. So really looking at all the signposts along the way and encouraging our kids towards growth rather than a fixed uh, finish line. And then you set goals, and then you celebrate. It does give it a little finish line, but you are continually growing. Yeah. And I love to tell my kids, I'm going to be growing until I die because I'm preparing for heaven. You know, this is, this is preparation. We're in eternity now, and this is just one section of it. I'm in part one. There's, this is a growth part, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it I get to just enjoy really in heaven. And uh, we get to grow together, and we're in different stages of that growth. And as a parent, it doesn't make me better than or anything like that than my son or daughter. I get to, I'm in the growth process a little you, later. You've got your own yeah. stuff going on. I got my own stuff. Yeah. And, and we get to laugh at each other from a physical standpoint because uh, I'm on the, the other side of the physicality. My son's getting stronger. Yeah. I'm getting a little weaker. Yeah, but can you take him? <laughs> you can still take him. I can still take him. Yeah. We did it yesterday. We do it every day now, John. We, he, he'll come in and he'll say, Dad, I'm ready to go. And we wrestle down. Do you really? And uh, it's a good workout. We have fun. And, and he told me the other day, he said, Dad, do you think they'll stop me at the airport with these, these two guns? <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. So I'm having fun with my teenage son yeah. as he's continuing to grow. And, and as I encourage him, what I try not to do is guilt him towards growth. He's trying to become a better basketball player, which I would love for him to do. He wants to lift weights. He wants to be a better drummer. And there's moments where he can maybe practice a little more. And I like to encourage him along the way. When he, when he has done it, I go, hey, 
man, great job working hard at, yeah. at what you're trying to accomplish instead of, hey, have you practiced yeah. lately? Hey, there's 10 minutes here. Why don't you try the, you know, work on the drums a bit, right? <laughs> right. That, that just doesn't work. It's observing does it? when he does it. Yeah. That feels him, and I can see him do it again yeah, and again. Positive reinforcement. Yeah. That's great. Well, for more advice about encouraging your child, whether he or she's a teen or not, we've got a lot of great resources on our website, and we'll link over to some of those in the show notes. Um, those include uh, Dr. Kevin Lehman's book, What a Difference a Mom Makes, And I hope you'll make a donation of any amount today to help focus on the family. No gift is too small. I I might suggest $20 a month if you can. Um, Whatever you feel led to do, uh, make that donation, and we'll say thank you. And we really mean that. Thank you for your support. We'll send a copy of Kevin's book to you. Next time, we do have some encouragement for single moms. And until then, on behalf of Danny and the team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.